Hello everyone, this is Persephone Jam, and this is the Candy for Trees podcast. These last few days, we've been talking a lot about my conlang, which is actually something that I've been having a really, really good time with, and it's been taking up a lot of my, like, day-to-day time. So, um, I want to talk about a specific aspect of my conlang today, which is the word lay. This little one-syllable interesting bit of language is um, the word meaning sun. It's actually a root for a lot of different words, and I don't know what culture this language is going to belong to. I know it'll be something very interesting because we have a lot of words like lay and then aistras, or aistres is the neutral term. Um... Because it's going to be a lot about, like, sun, enemies, and death, honestly. So I think it's going to be some kind of warlike culture. But, um, the word lay is found in a lot of different words so far. Like, shalea, or shalea, depending if you're talking to one person or multiple. Shalea, shalea basically means hello, or you are the sun. I, I kind of stole it from, I don't remember what language it is, I think it's Sanskrit, but don't count me on it. Um, namaste, like the light in me acknowledges, acknowledges the light in you. So it's basically when you greet someone, you're saying, you are the sun, you have the floor, this is yours. So I liked that idea and I liked that imagery. And so to say thank you, you say shalea enia or you have the sun. So that's important. And I don't know exactly what kind of cult, like I said, I don't know exactly what kind of culture is going to have this language, but it's going to be a very interesting culture indeed. So let's do a little brainstorming, I guess. So I'm just basically going to talk and talk and talk and talk until I find an idea. So if this language deals a lot with death, the sun, and um, enemies, then... They would have to be fighting a lot, I would say. Because to deal with a lot of enemies and death would mean, like, there's something big happening in this civilization that is not good. And um, perhaps it's also a desert culture because they talk a lot about the sun. And the sun is very important to them. Either that or it's like got a lot of rain. And the sun is very important to them because when it comes out, it's needed. So stuff like that. And um, I don't have a lot of words in the lexicon yet. But a lot of things translate almost idiomatically. So um, I believe we talked about this last time. But the way to say F off is Shafenia, Skigria, Finia, Ania. Because that's basically, may you have fear knowledge of death. So there's a big fear of, or like fear slash possibly acceptance of death in this culture. Whatever like culture inherits this language. And I think it's very interesting to examine like a culture's idioms, a culture's lexicon to figure out what was important to them at the time. Especially throughout history, if you analyze, like, the original law codes of a culture, you'll figure out, hey, this culture had such and such and such and such concept that was important to them. Like, um, 
you look at the code of Hammurabi, Hammurabi, you find that there's a lot of like very, there's a theme of very, very harsh laws. And with that law code, it holds the people of the kingdom to a very high moral standard, but really only if you're a high-ranking individual, but mainly like the, the, like the peasant people also had a very high moral standard because like for those of your same rank, say you punched a guy out and broke his tooth you would have your tooth punched out and broken as well. But say you were a nobleman harming a servant, this you would just basically have to pay a fine in silver and nothing would happen to you. But if, like, a servant hurt um, a master, then they would have a punishment equal to what they did or more. So it'd be interesting to write a law code based off of the language that they have because that would be a very interesting start of a culture. A law code. And so I've been taking a lot of like words from a bunch of different languages and putting them into the conlang. So like the word for the word for love, like to love, is ame in my language, and it's basically taken from Latin. So you have a very similar word in Latin. I think it's amat. No, that's that's a different variant, sorry. So um Feel free to tell me what that one is because I am I do not quite remember right now. But um I finally got the poem straight, which is good. So um let's talk grammar for a minute. So if you're gonna put something in the first person after sha and then the noun, you put a. And if it's to someone, you would put after the sha and the noun, the singular denotation and the noun. You would put a, a, or oi. Well, let me check and see if I got that right. I have a lexicon notebook that I gotta flip through. This language is keeping me humble, dang it. So, um, you would have oi, i, or e, or a, a, it's a. So, um, so like if you were to say, I, I wrote this out. So, um, you would say that would be I will love justice so in the poem there's a there's a similar phrase to that so that basically means I could love justice because the sane adds a whole element of it could so, um, the poem, the first line is And I, I found out this grammar today. I feel like I'm just learning things as I go. Like, I'm not creating, I'm learning. And so, um, is singular, justice, future, I. So, um, and then sane is could. In the future. I could in the future. And then ame with an accent over the E is love in the future. So in the future, I could love justice. And then asha aistras e data. So but the singular female enemy of me sleeps. Nasha Aishtrase, she is not the enemy of mine. 
So you establish kind of a conflict in the first three lines. So Shasoa which is basically she has sleep. She has sleep. There's no a there, no e, a. In other words, a sleeps. She has sleep or she sleeps. Shadata e, which is without any modifying verb, it is I am a sleeper. Shaeboa, which is I will return, or I am the returner, essentially. So um, then it goes into the second stanza. Shayare, yare, bare is um, basically the sharp or the execution will burn, bare. Um, and so, like, it's kind of like setting up consequences as well. Asha kane e. Um, but I will conquer. I will be the conqueror. Bet sha fine ene. Before bet death future singular ene. I will have before I die. Before I will die. So sha ama e ia sanka of. So, like, love of mine to you, I will sing. So, I will to I will sing to you, my love, Sha Aishtrias e Achaya. So that basically means, um, to you. Oh, hold on, let me see. So, to you, enemy that you are. To you, my enemy that you are. So, um, a total translation of this would be, I could love justice, but my enemy, she sleeps. She is not my enemy. She is dreaming. I am only a sleeper. I will return. The execution will burn, but I will conquer before I die. I sing to you, love of mine, or my love, my enemy that you are. So, that should be the total translation of that. So hold on, let me fix this one second. No, it's like, um, I will go. I like that. Not I am the goer. It would be I, or like I am the lever. It would be I will go. So there's that. And um, I appreciate you listening throughout this entire time. And I hope you have a wonderful night. Thank you. So, or day, wherever, wherever you're listening at. Thank you so much. This is Persephone Jam, and this is the Candy for Treats podcast. See you next time.